Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Um, in Massachusetts, the, the, the adult you've seen has been all but monopolized by the major um, medical dispensaries that sort of had a head start because of all the onerous regulation and red tape and um, small-time growers and small-time pioneers that w- wanted to go through the legal channels and become a part of the adult use market have been all but locked out. And um, it's because the regulation was just over the top, um, r- was over the top onerous. And, um, you know, it, it, it locked out a lot of pioneers and a lot of good people. But um, fortunately, the Cannabis Control Commission has had a change of heart. And now they're going to streamline the process a bit to allow these growers and these pioneers and these advocates that have been trying to get into the industry easier access. Um, they're, they're going to make this a lot better for a lot better of a climate for small time craft growers to, and, and, and craft producers and small businesses, as well as minorities seeking to get in it to be able to get into the business. And it won't just be the domain of the already existing medical dispensaries but unfortunately um they did not the even though the citizens went through the trouble of taking time out of their day to um to taking time out of their day to testify to to give testimony about um their distaste for having cameras being being brought to their houses to when they're when they're getting a uh, adult use delivery um this is tyrannical um people don't want their constitutional rights invaded and they don't want their privacy invaded but um the commissioners besides title you know again they they hold ca- cannabis in contempt and they they don't really like cannabis even though they're being tasked to regulate it in good faith but um you know they think that they're they think that they're doing what's best for public safety but none of the other states have done this with 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 cameras and um i mean i know they're trying to they're in theory trying to prevent robberies and stuff but again i i mean i lived in an area where um i had like a local liquor store that did delivery and i'm pretty sure that they wouldn't have cameras to deliver booze to me but somehow for cannabis, we have to reinvent the wheel. I just, I just find it wholly ridiculous that, that these lawmakers that work for us aren't, aren't doing what the people want. You know, these, these regulators besides title, they, they just want to serve their own agenda. They just want to restrict and regulate access instead of listening to the will of the people and, and responsibly implementing the will of the people they're just they're just serving their own agenda besides title you know and i've tried tried to i've tried to be as polite as possible and i've tried to be as sort of patient but you know i mean we we have scored a victory a crucial victory in in terms of small 
and local growers. And that's, that's a very positive thing. And I don't want that to be lost, but you know, they didn't, they really didn't listen in terms of these cameras. And again, we continue to be the worst legal state as a result of, of these restrict and regulate sort of schemes here. But I'm going to read the article. Cannabis Business Micro Victory. Cannabis Control Commission extends expedited review to a wide array of local businesses. And um, this is from Midnight Mass from Mike Crawford of the Young Jerks. They're friend of the show. They're a good podcast. I, I recommend checking them out. I'll, I'll link to them in the show notes um, as well. And then this particular article was written by Grant Smith, who's in, who's also an activist. And um, let me read what he does so um, so you guys will know, but in case you don't know. Grant Smith is a Massachusetts medical cannabis patient, founder of Mass Patients for Home Delivery, as well as a contributor to MidnightMass.Substack.com and The Young Jerks at anchor.fm slash young jerks or wherever else podcasts are stream and um let's get to it in what quickly be what in what quickly became the monumental day for local cannabis businesses in the commonwealth the state's cannabis control commission ccc voted to extend priority licensing to a wide array of different groups on Thursday who had for years languished in the state's application process, often costing such businesses thousands of dollars per month in rent or unused properties. Prior to uh, yesterday's shocking change of heart, the only applicants extended expedited licensing priority were those already owned and operated in an existing state medical marijuana dispensary rmd and as a result a litany of different small business owners provided testimony to the commission in mid-august of this year that such a system was was creating a de facto market monopoly for those few RMDs able to obtain a recreational cannabis license. Compounding that problem, those local businesses waited, waiting in the CCC backlog queue had to pay rent on property simply to have their application in front of the commission. Property, which in turn was going un unused for a cost of up to 6000 per month, according to some of the local operators. These costs, as the commission heard time and time again from members of the public on the verge of tears, forced many local operators to shut down before even being given the chance to begin operations. The commission, to its credit, heard the pleas and, to the shock of many, has taken decisive action to right that fundamental structural inequity. And this is our great commissioner, Commissioner Title. She's the only commissioner that's not full of it. You know, um, she's been listening to the activists. She always responds to my emails. She, you can really tell that she cares about, about the cannabis consumers and she cares about the activists and the pioneers. But these other commissioners, again, they, they, they hold cannabis in contempt. You know, they, you know, the, the, you know, although it's their job to regulate what, 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 what has happened in actuality has been restricting and, has been restricting and limiting access pretty much you know 
it's restricting and regulating. They haven't really been, they've been just doing these, like, they've been dragging their feet on, um, this craft licensing, which, I mean, to their credit, they finally came around to. But again, they, they've shown nothing but contempt for cannabis users. And, um, but, but Title has been the exception to that. According to Commissioner Shaleen Title, writing on Twitter, the categories of licensing extended priority status by the commission are as follows. Social, e- social equity program participants, outdoor cultivators, craft cooperatives, mi- micro businesses, minor business enterprises, women business enterprises, veteran enterprises. The expedited priority is something local activists have been pursuing by way of state house protests, direct letter writing campaigns to the CCC, myself included. I've, I've written, I've written campaign, I've written letters to them since this adult use law has been implemented. And, you know, sometimes they listen, sometimes they can, they don't. Sometimes they can give two craps, you know, it's, it seems like it's all about restricting and regulating, but um, but we are getting some victories, so we do gotta celebrate those. But um, direct letter writing campaigns to the CCC and repeated public comments at legislative and regulatory hearings related to the Commonwealth's cannabis industry over the past year. One of the activists who had a series of protests in support of priority licensing for small businesses ed d'souza of river run gardens a local micro business applicant d'souza was ecstatic following the announcement of the news friday the action gives us a small advantage to get our businesses up and running we have been running with very little capital so the less weight we have the better chance to compete in a market that was initially set up against us d'souza's father big ed who runs River Run Gardens with his son, was equally moved by the commission's decision. I am very, very proud of my son and what he, along with so many of the advocates, have done for this industry. The elder D'Souza went on, I'm literally in tears of joy. What the little guys accomplish against corporate greed and corruption is historical. And again, this is, this is, this, this is going to be a huge victory. And, um, Hopefully the market will open up in in 2020 and we'll, we'll we'll actually see something resembling a a um functioning and um cost-effective cannabis market. You know, this is going to hopefully open the floodgates to more craft cannabis, the farmers markets and um hopefully we can become a bit more like Maine in a sense where you know, you have all these craft growers that provide patients or provide users with good quality cannabis for a very low and a very tenable price. Again, I've I've written of the praises of Maine's um program. Um, again, I'll I'll put it I'll put it in um the show notes in case you haven't um listened to it. But I I'd highly recommend you do. Um, Maine is a, is is the example for the East Coast. And when they, when they become adult use next year, watch, watch the F out. They're gonna, they're gonna be competing. They're going to be competing with Colorado and the West because they've been doing it equally as long. 
In addition, in a further decision with the potential to fundamentally alter the current structure of retail recreational cannabis sales in Massachusetts, the CCC also voted in favor of the proposal that would allow microbusinesses to deliver their products directly to recreational consumers. This program for microbusinesses, called a delivery endorsement, will only be available to participants in the state social equity or economic empowerment programs for the first 24 months. In further win for advocates, the commission voted in favor of a proposal that mandates a 24-month exclusivity period it does not begin until the first commence operations order is approved for either a social equity or economic empowerment applicant. Very, very good. I mean, t- Commissioner Title fought hard for those for those provisions and and it, it it it's great that they're there and that uh, minority businesses are going to have a shot she's been really going at bat for that and again she has to be given all the credit in the world for that in addition to the initial delivery proposal put forth by the commission which would only have allowed delivery companies to deliver cannabis purchased at retail price for from a existing recreational dis, dispensary a la courier service this change was welcomed by local advocates and consumer groups alike joe gilmore president of the massachusetts recreational consumer council and again he's he, he does good work too and kamani jefferson does good work he's he, he's the um he's his, i mean they're both colleagues that that um run the mass recreational consumer council i'll put a link to to them in the show notes so you can you guys can check them out um i, I yeah i'll i'll link to them i'll link to either their like facebook or their instagram and i think they have a patreon too but i'll 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 link to i'll link to one of their pages so you can have access to them because they do good work as as well too with in in terms of advocacy and i'd highly recommend you check them out run by social equity or economic empowerment applicants to provide delivery services directly to consumers the ability for micro businesses to deliver directly to consumers creates an avenue for local small skills craft operations which is exactly what this industry lacks the more competitive the adult use market becomes the more better the quality of products will be for the consumer while courier model for delivery was still an option and will still be exclusive to social equity and economic empowerment applicants for the first 24 months the slim profit margins which come along with being forced to deliver cannabis purchase at a retail price from an existing dispensary would most likely prove too high of a barrier of entry for most prospective applicants. Nonetheless, the change to the micro-businesses in particular has resulted in many local cannabis operators revising their proposed business plans at, at their operations will now be more sustainable with the option to provide retail sales via delivery direct to consumers. However, even with the positive changes, some applicants feel there exist continued barriers of entry at the municipal level. Chauncer Spencer, the 420 Metapan, said the following about the new priority licensing. It certainly creates an easier pathway for processing of small businesses and social equity 
applicants' licenses at the state level. However, all licensing really starts at the municipal level. So until there's a focus on addressing the indifference that municipalities have towards black and brown entrepreneurs, we are still left out of meaningful participation. Spencer went on, The type of change I'd like to see requires legislative action, and many lawmakers seem ignorant to the plight of EEs and social equities in this space. While the positive qualified as it may be did come with a few setbacks as well. Delivery of recreational cannabis will only be allowed in towns which either have an existing recreational dispensary, have existing micro-businesses, or opt in by way of vote of local officials before June of 2020. So again, we're... Where this podcast is being recorded is a dry city. My city voted, my city and my neighboring city that's the neighboring city, which is a, which is a five to 10 minute walk from my house. The name, both cities and most of my county voted against adult use legalization. And on the local level, they shut that down immediately and ban retail sales in 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 this county in a lot in a lot of this county so people like me are going to have to continue to drive long distances or have to drive many many towns over to get adult use and because because they're because the cities have to opt in to this delivery stuff and my city voted against it, that's not going to be any time soon for me. So law abiding citizens like myself, although I can walk to my, I can walk to several nearby liquor stores within a couple minutes. I have to drive, I have to drive at least 20 to get, to get what is a safer alternative to alcohol because of reefer madness in my county. And California and, and a lot of these other legal states are facing the same issue. In California especially, the, most of California, a lot of the cities opted out of adult use. So you have cannabis deserts in huge swarts of, of the state, as well as in Massachusetts. Furthermore, recreational delivery drivers will be required to wear tyrannical body cameras. Emphasis added by me. The video produced by these v- cameras will need to be stored for 30 days, reduced from 90 days. Ooh, big whoop. Big victory. <laughs> reduced from 90 days in the initial commissioner proposal and will need to be provided to law enforcement in the request of a related bona fide ongoing investigation. Defined bona fide. This body camera proposal was highly controversial, as it should in particular in light of the fact that police unions across the state have never have have nearly universally rejected proposals for their officers to wear such cameras of course they would of course the pigs would reject that and the ccc passed the requirement by a vote of 4 to 1 over the vehement objections of commissioner title like i told you four of those other commissioners hate cannabis and they hold it in contempt they hold us in contempt they think that we're degenerates just trying to get high instead of trying to get pain relief and trying to be law-abiding adults trying to get a, a little bit of relaxation or a little bit of pain relief 
again, they don't see cannabis like they do. They're they're beer and alcohol people that hold the plant in contempt and hold the people in contempt. They're just they're just restricting and regulating cannabis because again, it's not their cup of tea. But they 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 can't see it beyond what they've been fed by Ronald Reagan and what they've been fed by Dare. Commissioner Title is the only commissioner with any sense. It's ridiculous. It's like it's like the will of the people is just a suggestion to them. You know, our voices, our voices. Although we can get victories, like we've gotten victories with 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 Massachusetts being added to Maine's reciprocity um, um, visiting patient agreement, we did notch some victories earlier this year with that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we notched that victory and we notched that, this victory with, with, with craft cannabis, but we're still losing with delivery and we're still losing with the cannabis deserts and we still need to continue to fight the cannabis deserts and make cannabis accessible to all adults over 21 that want it. The commission will reconvene the week of September 23rd to formally vote on the final regulations for medical and recreational cannabis programs. The new rules will then go into effect once they are formally promulgated by the Secretary of State's office. End of article. And again, this article was brought brought to you and produced with support from Midnight Mats and the Young Jerks with contributions. And your contributions are generally appreciated. And help us deliver more local coverage. Be sure to contribute if you have the funds to do so. So um, again, um, I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode. And um, and for reference, I can be found on these following platforms. I can be found on Apple iTunes. Um, platforms like Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, um, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. And I hope you guys got a lot out of this. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and $10 tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And those come with their own benefits too. And um, if you subscribe to the, the 10 and above tier, you, you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, uh, you know, you can chat with me on Discord. You know, we can have 15-minute one-on-one time. So you get, you get exclusive episodes, you get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials, at, um, on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast, and on Instagram at I Am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.